This is the Blue Cloud Podcast, empowering the entrepreneurial lifestyle with insights on the leading trends in the mobile and digital landscape, turning ideas to empires. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, Blue Cloud family. I hope you are doing great. We have another beautiful sunny day here in Captain Cook, south of Kona, Hawaii. And I was able to get Billy Bones on the phone. This was totally random. I found his website. I emailed back from their autoresponder series and said, hey, I know that a lot of people would love to hear from you. I think you have a lot of value you can add to the Blue Cloud customers or Blue Cloud listeners. And so we just, we got on the phone and we just talked. Billy owns bookingagentinfo.com. He's a founder of it. And that's a celebrity and influencer database that provides businesses with everything they need to work with celebrities, including celebrity contact info, endorsement data, all that good stuff. They were, we'll talk about this, but the mission was to make it easier for businesses to work with celebrities, right? So anyone out there, if you've ever thought about, hey, I wish I could get someone on the phone, or I wish I could work with an influencer or celebrity, this tool was designed to make it easier for you to get in touch with them. And he's been really successful doing this. He's worked with clients like Uber, Emojis, Hilton Hotels, Live Nation, the Brooklyn Nets, Virgin, Adidas, Bleach Report. I mean, the the list goes on and on. And it's just really cool to hear someone from his position who came from the entertainment world, who st- slowly walked into the intermediary world and is now realizing uh, how to, that there's a lot of connections to be made between the developers and the marketers in the mobile app space and these influencers out there. Obviously, the emoji apps have been at the top of the charts recently. That spawned a lot of this discussion and why I wanted to, why I wanted to get into it all. It was a really cool and really insightful. We talk about numbers. We talk about exactly step-by-step templates about how to reach out to these influencers, who to target, how to determine the best levels of targeting, all that good stuff. So I think you're going to get a lot out of this if you've ever asked yourself, is there another way to market my apps other than just picking keywords and doing internal App Store optimization, this will provide a ton of information for you. Billy's a great guy. He's an open book. Uh, he holds nothing back, and uh, he, he, you'll definitely get a lot out of this. So, ladies and gentlemen, Billy Bones. Learn. Implement. Succeed. The Blue Cloud Podcast with Carter Thomas. Billy, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me on. How are you doing? I am. I'm doing great. And we were just chatting. You are coming in from Texas right now. Yes. Where exactly in Texas are you? Uh, Dallas. Dallas. Right, so Dallas. If, you, if you want to break it down, like closer to Fort Worth area, most people are familiar with DFW. All right. Cool, man. The only thing I know about Dallas is Mark Cuban and the Mavericks. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right Right now, you know, we're, we're going through it right now, but, um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, we good, might man. have to switch to another sport. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all cyclical. Uh, and so, Billy uh, and I, this is actually the first time we've really met, and it, it kind of was serendipitous. I, w- I was obviously looking through uh, the internet, looking for some influencer information, and Billy's site or Billy's company, I should say, uh, Booking Agent Info, which we'll give you guys all the show notes. I came across it. There's some really great blog posts, and I just emailed, uh, pressed respond on the autoresponder, and uh, we got in touch, and now we're going to chat. So, pretty cool how that all 
how that all works out. Like kind of the, the power of the internet, I guess. Right. <laughs> well, I'm glad you found me. What's also interesting is I, I think you probably have the best name of anybody I've ever done a podcast with. Uh, Billy Bones is also a, a famous character, I think, in Treasure Island. Or uh, <laughs> is that right? Yeah. Yes, that's that's true, and I yeah. only know that because I get that so much. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, cool, man. And so, obviously, we have we have a lot to talk about. I sent you over some questions, and the big thing here is just I want to learn more about what you guys are up to, uh, how you work with celebrities, how you work with influencers, uh, learn about the space in general, and then find uh, talk a little bit about how the average person who's making some apps or has some games or whatever could potentially start to approach a celebrity or an influencer, which I think for a lot of people right now is a little bit pie in the sky. But in reality, I think it's very feasible if you go about it the right way, or at least it, there's, it's a lot more tangible than people think. So, Right, absolutely. I, pers- I would love to know just how you got into this space. Well, you know, what were you doing before? Uh, the booking agent info website and you know what what led you to this point so um trying to think how far back to to, to go but you know we we can start what i was actually working where i was actually working before um had started booking agent info so i was actually working for a um, experience company Uh, it's called giftioni and you know they provided different gift experiences for um, wide ranges from me- even things like meeting celebrities to uh, helicopter rides, just a very long range of experiences. I was there for maybe two, I believe, actually about a year and a half. I take that back, about a year and a half. And, you know, that that situation ended, ended up getting laid off that position. Um, I, have, I have a long background in the entertainment industry used to work with labels and, and different artists. And so while I was on the side, while I was actually working at the company, I was actually booking artists for concerts and also connecting different artists with brands. It was something that I was doing on the side. So when I was laid off the company, you know, I just decided to go into a full time. Um, and it just started to um, build into something that was I could actually actually pull and be able to do uh, so how booking agent info actually got started it was actually started as a way for way to quickly find information you know because i was booking artists and booking different celebrities for events i, I had i had it like a notebook of different contacts it was just very inefficient um, and most of my colleagues were were doing the same thing. So initially it was built for um, me and my peers to quickly find information, accurate information, instead of having to pick up the phone, constantly call where, where we could just easily find that information for representatives of celebrities, um, whether it's an agent, manager, or publicist, just all aggregated in one spot. So, um, you know, the the creation of booking agent info was was built upon um (laughs) built upon making it easy to find this information and you know with entertainment there's a lot of different scams Hmm. so you know if you if you if you for example 
a lot of people may say to be an agent or there's usually confusion on who is the actual representative of the celebrity. So, you know, especially with the hip hop industry, you know, there's a lot of, you know, not as bad as it used to be, but there's still quite a lot of different scams and um, different different scams on people just taking money from people, um, acting to be something that they're not or um, ridiculously adding in a price on something when it shouldn't be that expensive just because that person didn't know who they should be dealing with. So, you know, it, it kind of was just built out of a need. And so people knew who to work, who they needed to work with and have the quick access to that information. Um, and it just kind of was built from there. Mm, that's really interesting that it started as almost an online directory for you and your peers. And then it, it's evolved into a way where you can vet, vet through the right people that you can connect right. with the right people. And I think that that's something that a lot of people in the app business, I would say a lot of people in general just don't even know is a thing, right? I guess that's why it, it can be a scam is because when you say, Oh, I want to work with, you know, Katy Perry, I should just go to her agent. Well, you, how do you know when someone's like, Oh yeah, I'm her agent. And they put it on LinkedIn. Right. You know, <laughs> there's a, there's a lot of people that may be doing that. It's, and that's good to know. Um, Absolutely. And so just uh, one thing I was really interested in that you said is that you were working with a, in the entertainment industry and then you started doing some things on the side. When you say on the side, you mean you had your job, but then people would call you individually and say, hey, we liked working with you. Can you help us out with this other deal? Is that what you mean? Right. So I was being contacted, you know, and I was still reaching out. I mean, this entertainment was was something that I um, had always been working in and, and wanted to fully engage myself. And so, you know, even though I was working for this company, um, I was still doing this on the side. So um, it, it would work both ways. I would reach out to people as well as different people would reach out to me. Um, you know, agents would reach out to me in regards to. Um, marketing their artists for more shows, and then also other people would reach out in regards to um, connecting them with brands. So it would just really depend on the situation. Hmm. And I would imagine, and correct me if I'm wrong, but in that industry, once someone has a great experience with you, you know, they, they'll come back time and time again, and they'll also tell other people about you. Right. You know, and I think I think it's like that with with really any business. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, once somebody has a great experience, they 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 tell other people, which, you know, has has been a lot of the reason why booking agent info um, has has grown is because people have had good experiences, found out that, you know, it is quick to find that information. And, you know, anybody that's worked in the industry, um, you know, understands like the importance for accurate information um be because just the the entertainment industry is very it's not very transparent and and for good for some good reasons right um you know we we if if agents information was just out there in, in the blue for people to have they would be bombarded with Justin Bieber fans emailing them right <laughs> so right and so that that's a good segue how exactly does the business work I mean, it's obviously on the website, you can 
it's there's a pretty pretty clear step by step but how would you if you were going to talk to someone who's never heard of you how would you tell them the business works right so specifically in regards to booking agent info um you know there, there's two different types of products that we offer um there's the contacts database which provides contact information for agents managers and publicists of thousands of celebrities and influencers um and by the way i consider influencers and celebrities to be the same thing mm-hmm. um you know i believe you have influence you know you're you're a celebrity just just within that certain niche that you function in um hello yep okay so, sorry you know i accident you know i'm talking on skype from my phone i accidentally just clicked the app and hear music popping up <laughs> no problem. <laughs> sorry about that so um we have the contact database that provides the information for agents managers and publicists and then we have the endorsement database that provides um information for people trying to actually narrow it down celebrities that they think would be a good fit for their campaign and so it provides information like endorsements companies that they've endorsed um their interest as well as charities and causes that they support um and other information like demographic information so you know you know pretty much both the i mean we we build products to really provide any data that a company needs to work with a celebrity in any capacity i see okay cool so as an example let's say nike or red bull wants to do it do some sort of campaign with a uh, one direction uh, they might come onto your website they would create an account and then uh, they would look through the directory they would find the right people and then they would reach out through that contact information that your directory has right exactly or you know they they might not even know who they might have in mind for the campaign they might um have a they might be looking for okay let's see who's endorsed um energy drink brands in the past mm. um let's see let's see who's into skateboarding who's into um kite kite surfing just just random things but you know narrowing it down because at the end of the day when when you're doing any type of endorsement um you you know you really don't want to just blindly just get anybody um you want to get somebody who makes sense for for your whatever you're building whatever you're wanting to be endorsed so you want to narrow it down to figure out who's going to be a good fit and that's what the endorsement database is for and when you're actually ready to begin working with that person that's when you would utilize the contact database to reach out to the correct representative um to begin negotiating and figuring out if that's something that they would be interested in Yeah, that's really interesting. I remember having a conversation with a couple of guys last year who work with a fair amount of celebrities on the internet on their own internet companies. And one thing that they said that was really interesting which you kind of touched on is that not only is it important to go find a celebrity who has a lot of influence or find an influencer period, it's also really important to realize that there are a lot of people out there that are willing to do deals all day long. Right. Exactly. There are, you know, there are influencers out there that are like, that's their business where they're like, you can take my name, you can use my brand, you can use my face. I just want 7% in perpetuity. No questions asked. Just sign this contract and you've got the deal. And I thought that was really interesting because that removes a lot of obvious barriers, but that, you know, there's pros and cons to each, but 
uh, I think one thing that a lot of people forget about is the the ease of de- you know the ease of the deal can be just as important as who you're getting in general. And it sounds like what you guys are doing with the browse side helps helps with that, right? You can go curate the people that you want to work with. Exactly, you know, because um, at the end of the day, I mean, if your if your app is is based around like motorcycles. You know the audience that when when somebody posts to their to their um, audience, whether it be on Instagram or Facebook, you know you want an audience that is somewhat interested in motorcycles. That those are the people most likely to download your app. Right. So um, yeah, I just want it to be a targeted audience. And so, what kind of? I know we don't have to name any names or get specifics or anything, but what kind of deals? do you see working really well with when, when, you know, someone comes in and they create an account and they go reach out to an influencer, what sort of propositions are working really well these days? Uh, now, are you saying as far as the type of like the type of compensation or the type of, um, company? Yeah. Let me, let me rephrase that. I, would, I guess I could say, um, if an individual wanted to work with a an influencer, let's say it's a mid-tier influencer, and right. they wanted to pitch them on how to work with them, what are some examples of pitches that would be successful? For example, hey, I'll pay you $50,000 to do this. Or I want to do a rev split, and this is how for, – for this project that I'm working on or – whatever else it may be is there is there one particular deal structure that works better than others right now i i'd say right now the revenue split is is really popular with apps um you know especially you know i know we spoke about like the emoji apps um with, with, like with the emoji apps it's definitely a lot of what you see is revenue splits so um and, and you know the the as far as the percentage of the split, it completely depends on the type of deal. Um, but what you're seeing a lot of, you know, that I'm hearing is a lot of the 50-50 split. And if you get a bigger name like a Kim Kardashian, of course, it's not going to be at 50-50. You know, it's going to be leaning more towards Kim than it is towards the actual company. Right. Yeah. That, and that's what I was going to ask is um, how exactly do you determine what a good revenue split is? So, for example, if a developer said, hey, I've got an emoji app. I want to make this app for you. You go out and promote it or whatever else it may be. Um, how, how, like, how does that 50-50 or how does that 80-20 get decided upon? You know, what sort of metrics are talked about in terms of, well, I'm bringing this and you're bringing that? Right. And, you know, I think, I think it goes down to engagement. Um, you know, one, you want to see if there's any type of history, you know, at this point, there's quite a lot of emoji apps. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the industry is, is pretty clear on what type of splits and what kind of deals are already out there. Um, but if it's some, something different, something that doesn't have um, something that doesn't have that type of a background or readily available information to go off of, uh, it just comes down to negotiations. And it, it's really that way with anything involving deals with celebrities it's all about how you pitch it to that person and you know the way you pitch it it's off of the information that you have so if you you do come with a certain pitch then you want to be able to have information to back up your reasoning for that specific pitch so they have this amount of engagement 
um, how much are you looking, how much work are you looking, um, intending them to do? Are you wanting them to post this often? Um, are you just wanting them to advertise on this specific account? You know, it, it all depends on to what extent that celebrity is going to be involved in the campaign. Because you, you have some celebrities that simply just will post just one little post on Instagram about using the app. And then, you know what, we probably won't hear about them posting about it ever again. So it's it's really to what extent is that person going to be involved in actually promoting a product in, in addition to their following as well. Right. Is there anything that an app developer or could could say that would make the celebrity more willing to give give a higher revenue split to the developer or something that the developer could say that would get the the influencer more excited get the influencer more excited if you could i mean any any time that you can show that there's an opportunity for them to make x amount of money um you know any anything involving money gets everybody excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, you know, if, if, you know, with you, if you have a history of creating apps that make money or just become that big, then, you know, then that actual opportunity gets them excited to um, say, okay, you know, we're more willing to negotiate something where their brand isn't the only thing pushing the app. Cause you know, if it like a Kim Moji app, that's pretty much Kim Kardashian. That's Kim Kardashian's name. It's it's branded all over. It won't succeed if it's not Kim Kardashian or whoever celebrity's name is put on top of it. It's completely reliant on on the name behind it. Now, if it's something that it's just a celebrity is is almost just adding adding extra promotion to it, then you you can negotiate you can negotiate lower, but it just all depends. Mm. All depends to what extent that the person is being involved with the, the actual app and the promotion. That, you know, that's a really good point. Uh, a couple of, I would say about two years ago, I worked with young money's, I guess their agency, but like, you know, their digital marketing agency or whatever. And uh, we were talking about doing a deal together. And that's what struck me too, is when we were talking about building an app for them, at the end of the day, they're just like, you know what? Like, just show us how this is going to make money. That's all that matters in this case. And that, that's really, you know, that's that's what I try to get people to understand is, um, you know, when they're when people when people reach out to different representatives, you know, they're 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 reaching, they're putting all these different points. But what these people are paid to do, like what their job is to make money for themselves and their clients. And at the end of the day, money is going to be the most important factor for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and how's it going to make money for them and their clients? Yeah. And that, that, I think that was such a, it's such a simple concept, but it's, it's very powerful when you think about it, because I think it's so easy to walk in and be like, Oh, look how many new fans you're going to get. And look at all this engagement you're going to get. And they're like, ah, uh, you know, I don't care. Just, just show me how much money it's going to make. And there's ways to do that with the app business, right? You know, you can show the metrics and you can launch a beta test and say, here's our forecast and treat it like any, any business uh, operation. But yeah, I think being able to prove that by sending traffic to this, they will make money puts the developers uh, in a very, you know, in a good negotiating position 
Uh, I think the other thing you said that's really powerful is starting to think about the deal in a way where the celebrity is more like gasoline into a winning model that already exists, as opposed right. to the celebrity being the solution that will make the the business work. It's it's like no, I'm gonna I'm gonna have an app. I've got this Facebook campaign. I've got all this marketing strategy. I've got this monetization. Boom, boom. And if you add all your traffic, we'll make an extra $2 million or whatever it may be. That, I think that uh, also helps with the negotiations in a big way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, well, that sounds great. And so let's say someone um, you know, listening to this wanted to – they have an app. Let's say they have a casino game or something that's, that's making some money. And they're saying, all right, cool. I would love to work with an influencer – What's the best way for them to to use your site and to get that ball rolling? Sure. So it, it all depends on the size of the influencer. Um, because in this day and age, you know, quite a lot of people can be considered influencers. Um, now, you know, we can almost put it in different tiers. So if it's going to be a top tier person like a um, Kim Kardashian or like a rick ross or like leonardo dicaprio just you know big huge artists um big celebrities they're going to have representatives you know they have the agents and they have managers um most of the time you're going to reach out to the manager to be able to put together that deal um sometimes they'll have agents that are specifically assigned to just work in endorsements um and things based around their brand um and in that case you'd reach out to the agent now with mid tier, with mid tier, you, you're typically just going to be working with the manager. Um, same thing for small tier as well. But the thing with small tier is a lot of times you can actually just go directly to the celebrities. They won't actually have representatives. Hmm. So if, it, if it's somebody like uh, uh, Instagram, Instagram celebrity who has thirty thousand followers, um, which you know might not seem like a lot to some people listening, but Somebody with 30,000 followers might have really high engagement and still I would consider that very powerful. If, if, all, if every post they're getting gets a certain amount of likes and a lot of comments um, as opposed to somebody who might have 100,000 and maybe only gets just a quarter of that. So, um, you know, it's, it's all based in tiers. So the bigger, the bigger influences and celebrities are going to actually have representatives um, that, are going, that you're going to reach out to. And then on the smaller scale, sometimes you can actually just reach out to the person directly. Got it. And one, one question I get a lot that I don't have a very good answer to, how do you qualify a quote-unquote big, medium, and small? I mean, obviously you kind of just answered that, but is there a number that you look at in terms of like, hey, if they have this many followers or they have this level of engagement, they're a top celebrity. Is there, do you have any qualifications for that? Um, you know, that that's tricky. That's tricky. You know, I, I think I think it's safe to say like with the number of followers, um, you know, that, that doesn't mean much if they're not getting any engagement. You know, in this day and age, engagement is, is extremely important. Because, you know, that means these are people that will actually take action, people that will actually uh, click on the link and actually take the time to um, actually download whatever you're offering. Another thing to consider is, you know, 
we we can measure we can measure somebody off of the followers, but if it's somebody who has a lot of visibility out of just outside of just the internet, that's something to consider as well. Um, I'd say I'd say from speaking with a lot of app developers who've worked with celebrities, um, specifically sorry specifically recently with the um, emoji apps. I mean, they're seeing anywhere from like. 0.5 to 8% conversion rate um, of people switching over from them posting it to actually downloading the app when they actually post it. So, and this, this all just depends on, on the size of the celebrity. Um, I think somebody like anybody with a Kardashian or Jenner last name is, is automatically just gold for, um, for any app right now. Right. Yeah. I always, I always think about, if if someone has the potential to be on a cover of a magazine, that's probably the top tier. And then if someone is has the potential to have an article written about them but not on the cover, that's like second tier. And then everyone else uh, is can be smaller, but they're they're more niche market, and you just gotta find them yourself. You know, maybe like like a yoga guru or someone who's really into fishing or whatever it may be, and they might not be mainstream popular, but they still have massive influence. Right. And, you know, it goes back to the extent that that person's going to be involved. Um, somebody like somebody like Jay-Z, um, Jay-Z doesn't do social media. So let's if you were to come out of the blue and post something on social media, um, I, I don't see it being as big of a deal of him promoting something on his social media as somebody like a Kylie Jenner, who's very active in posting and um, engaging with her audience through social media. Right. So, yeah, it definitely it definitely depends on, you know, to what extent that they're being active yeah, on it's social like, media. It's like Daft Punk. They post once every nine months on their Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> right. Probably not the best influencers they work with. Right. Maybe for like a TV campaign, but social media, you know, probably not the best way to go. Are there, along those lines, are there any particular niches that are working really well so like outside of the top tier mainstream celebrity influencers are there any particular niches that you see high really high engagement and people open to doing these kind of deals sure so i i think with like fitness um fitness niche you're, you're seeing things a lot like this um health any anything around the health and fitness niche but, you know, really, I'd say almost in all areas, you know, unfortunately, I don't know every area that there's an app and collaboration going on. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I'd say I'd say anything that's already working on the Internet, there's definitely already been a collaboration. But I know health, beauty and fitness, um, in addition to anything being with games, you know, there's this constant celebrity, celebrity app developer collaborations. Got it. Yeah, it seems like the the niches that have the the biggest growth on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, YouTube, all and all that tend to be highly visual niche markets. And so, uh, at least in my experience, it's exactly what you said. It's always the the influencers that can use visuals to attract new customers and lots of engagement, and those inevitably lead to the best partners because they have the audience, they have the, the ability to, 
to attract attention. Right, exactly. You know, and that's what you're looking for, the people who can actually turn their posts into conversions for you. Got it. So one, a couple more questions about the actual mechanics of, of making something like this happen. So if someone logs into your, your website and they create an account and um, they, they browse through and let's say they find a fitness influencer with 100,000 Instagram followers, 5% engagement, you know, really, you know, pretty good stats. The next step, and I'm just speaking, I think out loud here. The next step would be you, you get the email address and then you write them an email. Is that correct? Yes. And that would so, go to, you know, like, it's, yeah, okay, go ahead. So yeah, there, there's it's complete do your, do it yourself approach. Um, and, you know, we try to provide as many tools like templates, email templates for reaching out um, as possible for, for whoever, whichever route that you want to go. So, you know, one route is the do-it-yourself route. And, you know, another route that some people do choose to take is also, you know, I also want to um, bring this up on, on, the, um, on the conversation as well. Some people do decide to hire an agency to also set up these type of deals as well. And with an agency, what they'll do is they'll go through pretty much the, the same amount of footwork, but they charge a fee and they get a commission off of it. And depending on the type of agency, there may or may not be any transparency, meaning you don't know what's being tacked on top of the deal. Um, and, and you may not even really ever get to have that type of contact with um, the celebrity or the representative. I see. Yeah, it seems like it's just kind of adding more middlemen to the process. Right. And, you know, for some people, they, they may not they may not want to um, they just may not want to do it themselves. And, and in that case, you know, the, you know, that's why there's an industry of agents that do that. And, you know, people who more like small businesses, bigger businesses that already have um, that already have that access, already have that relationship, you know, they find it easier to go that route instead of um, paying that extra fee. So it just depends on, you know, your time and um, your budget as well. Got it. Are there ever any, I guess, I guess rate cards is the word. I, I've worked with a few heavy hitting Instagram accounts with, you know, millions of followers and they have very clear, Hey, you know, it's $400 per post and we, we post three times a day and, you know, here are the different options you have and you can just kind of pick from a menu. And that's obviously if you just want to get your stuff promoted one time and you want to pay for it. Right. With influencers, how often do people have those sort of, Hey, here's how much it costs or here's, here's what we can offer. And then you can, you can choose as opposed to being a straight negotiation from the start. So, you know, the people I find having rate cards like that, or people who, you know, I'd say smaller tiered celebrities or influencers, um, you know, a lot of, if you're looking for like artists, like hip hop artists or um, film stars, or, you know, a lot of them really don't have, um, Anybody, I'll say this, anybody who's represented by an agency or a management company is likely not to have a Ray card mm -hmm. um, because the reason the reason for that is a lot of these agents, they, they get the percentage off of 
off of the deal. And, you know, it's in their best interest to that people don't actually know how much the last deal was. Because if you knew what Joe paid paid for um, this type of endorsement or this type of deal, they've already lost leverage to make more money off of the next person. Right. So um, in, in cases in cases like that, where there is a rate card, it, it's with people who don't have any type of representation, or they're set up like with um, some type of marketplace where where it's it's already set prices but you know the bigger i say like a lot of the mid-tier like music artists like just there's not that type of transparency um you'll you'll see that type of thing with maybe the instagram follows like thirty thousand followers um they're, they're not huge in their niche but you know they do have some type of influence got it well, do do celebrities or influencers especially on on instagram do they ever share their previous results? So, for example, um, if I wanted to do a deal with some athlete and I have an emoji app, is there any way to ballpark what their impact would be? Like, would they share, hey, on our last promoted post, we promoted this app and it got 6% installs or whatever it may be. Would they ever share that kind of information to, as, as a negotiation piece of it? Absolutely. Okay. You know, it's on, on both ends, on both ends, they're both sharing information. Um, if, if you're trying to say, okay, this is our reason for um, our 70%, that us wanting this, this percent over you getting this percent, that they can counter with saying, well, look, this is, this is the type of conversions that we've had, this the amount of installs that we've had, this the number of revenue um, that happened from our last deal. So, um, any type of, I mean, a lot of times with this negotiations, it's a lot, it's really a lot of battle of the data mm-hmm. who has better data to prove what, um, and you know, that's, that's really, it seems like with any type of deal, whether it's, um, endorsements or even booking for events, it's, it's about what data shows what, um, Got so it. yeah, yeah. The, the answer is yeah. Yes. It's, it's kind of like in a, in Shark Tank when they just tell you you got to know your numbers or you just get you just get completely eaten alive. It's, sounds like when you walk into a, a situation like this, you you got to know your numbers too. You got to know, you know, what what are your download rates and what what can they expect if they send traffic over and you know you got to make your best guess from there. Right, and you know it helps. You know, knowing for an agent or a manager to know that type of information, it helps them to sell their client and get to get more money off of the deal. If they know that the last deal they did was a huge success, uh, brought this much money, they they know what the opportunity can be on the next one, um, and and they know by providing that information to the to the app company or the entrepreneur that's trying to set up that deal that celebrity or that influencer automatically becomes more appealing. Got it. Cool. Yeah, that makes, that makes total sense. Um, yeah, well, this is, this is super interesting. I guess one more question I have is, I, I don't know if, if you can answer this or how you would answer this, but are these influencers, I would say like low to mid-tier influencers, how much deal flow are they seeing? In other words, how many people are pitching them on a weekly basis at ballpark? 
Oh, geez. Um, I know that's you know, a, I, it's a broad question. <laughs> you know, it's it's a good question, but I, I, I can't say a number. I know that there, there's so much activity going on right now. And, and it's, you know, just not even with with apps in general, just being pitched for everything involving social media, just doing a post um, that, that I, I, I really don't have a number. But I'd say small to mid-tier, you know, I really, you know, I don't want to throw out a number because I absolutely just really don't know. Sure. Um, but, 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 I, but I can say there, there's a lot of activity going on right now um, with just them being pitched things in general. Um, not not even just um, specifically apps, just different things in general that they're being pitched. And I think that I think the the more important piece of that is, you know, how do you stand out if if they are getting pitched a lot? And I think the answer is, if you can prove that they're going to make a lot of money by doing this deal, you know, you'll probably get an email or a call back, and because most people can't prove that. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, once one thing becomes popular, um, you know, I, I've been referring to this, the emoji craze, you know, this, this entire conversation. But I think it's such a great example. You know, once once it becomes popular, um, it goes from the entrepreneurs and the apps reaching out to celebrities to it going the other way around that they actually start looking um, to app developers to build their clients one because they heard how successful another one was. Mm. Right, yeah, it kind of, the domino effect begins once once someone sees one influencer doing something that's making money, uh, it starts, you know, everyone else starts to get in on that. Right, you know, one of our clients, they had built the um, emoji app for Amber Rose and the game, and, and you know, they, they pretty much built a ecosystem of, emoji keyboards in in one app and you know they they were saying that at first they were just reaching out celebrities but eventually just you know the emoji craze got so big that they just there's not even necessary for them they to even continue reaching out celebrities at that rate anymore um because so many people were just reaching out to them to be added to the app because they heard of um the opportunity and the revenue that can be gained from it yeah, well, I, I mean, I think when when Kim Kardashian released hers, it was like a million dollars a minute or something completely ridiculous. Right. It was just like, and you know, you start you start to hear numbers like that, and you know, especially you know when I when I think of emojis, you know, I, I think in 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 terms of the the cost involved with that. And the amount of revenue that they brought in, it's just, I can only imagine the type of profit that they, that they made off of the Kimoji app. And it's still a top 50 app. Oh, yeah. It's still a, it's still a top 50 app, so it is still generating revenue. Um, you know, which, which brings up another point. If, if somebody is constantly in the news, constantly, um, like media is constantly surrounding them. It, it's almost constantly shining light on anything that they're attached to. Um, and, and, you know, the Kimoji app is so based around her brand that they have, it gives the app developers new ideas to build onto that app, um, which continues to keep it in, in the top, top rank apps of the app store. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, you know, 
whenever I do the math and you back out these influencers, I mean, very conservatively, they get a three to 4% conversion rate on their social media following and they have a couple hundred thousand followers. I mean, that's a, that's a huge amount of installs that they can drive, especially if they continue to, to do it over and over again. So as a, as a developer, as an entrepreneur with who can, who can make the apps happen, that can be just such a powerful partnership. And like you said, it can, it can mushroom into something so much bigger because other people start to hear about it. They hear about that. You're the guy who made it happen. And, uh, it can be a very powerful business model. It's, I, I definitely believe in it. I see a lot of people having success with it. Right, absolutely. And, you know, a, a celebrity is can be just used as an advertising tool. Um, instead of paying, paying for advertising, like on a per-install basis, or, you know, trying to use Google AdWords, you know, um, a, a, an influencer is an ad network in itself. Mm. <laughs> so, so true, you yeah. know. And, you know, on something like some of these people, you don't don't even need to pay them any money up front. You know, it can be just strictly on on a split on a revenue basis. So um, in a lot of ways, you may find that to be a lot more effective than taking other other marketing mediums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true. Uh, well, Billy, this has been awesome. It's been super informative. And I think that there I hope there are a lot of people out there that see the same opportunity that I see. What's the best way for people to get started, to get in touch with you, to learn more about what you're doing? Sure. So, you know, you can find information on bookingagentinfo.com. Um, and you can also see our other product at endorsements.bookingagentinfo.com. Um, you know, I, I can give my email as well if, if that helps as well. That's billy at bookingagentinfo.com. And, you know, we provide a lot of good information on our blog, um, even even certain areas. You know, we interview people um, who are experts in certain areas and try to provide as much useful information as possible um, to, to help people in, in their journey with working with celebrities in whichever capacity. Terrific. Yeah, the blog is great. I've read some of the blog posts and a lot of good info. And we'll link up everything in the show notes so people can uh, cruise over there and check it out and you know, I would I would highly recommend that anyone giving this a shot because, you know, you get one of these deals and word spreads quickly and you can you can build a pretty big business super fast. So but Billy, thanks so much for your time, man. I really appreciate it. And uh it's been great chatting and we'll uh we'll keep in touch and hopefully we can get you some some app entrepreneurs that, that get the next Kardashian emoji app. Absolutely, absolutely. I appreciate you having me on this. And if any of your listeners have any questions um, that I can answer, they can send me an email and I'll be happy to provide any support that I can. But it was great speaking with you. I really appreciate the opportunity. Terrific. This has been another episode of the Blue Cloud Podcast. For more information on app development, ebooks, reliable source codes, and more, expand your mobile knowledge by going to bluecloudsolutions.com.